Hi, everyone, and thank you very much today for tuning into the Sheila Zielinski Show. I want to jump right into the program. I have three incredible guests on today, and I don't recall them ever being on one show at the same time. These guys are in the know. You're getting three for one here tonight, folks, and we're going to be laying out some spooky things. This is not a fear message. This is really a message of hope, but there is going to be some information shared that is very hair-raising, to say the least, because we're in the end times. And so without further ado, I want to bring these three gentlemen on the program. I am so honored to have them all on at the same time. It is Gary Haven, the creator of Amerigeddon. The information is there up on your screen. If you haven't got a copy of Amerigeddon, you need to watch that show. We're seeing it play out. Mike Adams, the amazing health ranger, naturalnews.com, and many other websites, the creator of Brighteon. That information is up on your screen. And of course, a friend of the program who's been on for a decade, it is the one and only Steve Quayle, incredible researcher, true watchman on the wall, I think all these three men are. And there's, uh, boy, the combined intelligence of these three men is a force to be reckoned with, so I'm not going to waste any time. Let's jump right into the program. Gary, Mike, Steve, there's so many coterminous reactor rods going off all at the same time. Never before in the history of our world have we ever seen anything like this since we could be off the air any day due to big tech if this is our last broadcast what would be our message to the people and what can people do and i really truly believe this show is going to be one for the record book so without further ado i'd like to welcome to the program the one and only steve quayle the health ranger himself, Mike Adams, Amerigan producer, entrepreneur, and so much more, Gary Haven. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. There's so much to get into. I'm going to throw it to you first, Gary, and you can pass it off. So let's get into it. Thank you, Sheila. I'm uh, honored to be here in company of these guys. Two of the smartest people I know, and I know a lot of smart people. I'm, I'm just really honored to, to, to be in their company. You know, I spoke briefly before the, the show about the subject today, and I can't think of a more interesting day in my recent memory. We just had the most obvious in our face, fraudulent election, so blatantly in our face that you're just amazed that these idiots think they can get away with it, and they very well may get away with it. So we've got that to talk about. Then you have the Great Reset, which is coming, and it certainly isn't a conspiracy theory, as the New York Times alleged the other day. Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum tells us everything. In fact, there's so much information, even I can't keep up with it, and it's very clear what they want to do. They're telling us. And then you have the events of overthrow and all sorts of crazy things that are happening right now, everything from food shortages that will be used and, and so forth. So with that in mind, uh, Mike, why don't you get us started. Well, thank you, Gary. Uh, it's an honor to be here with both of you and Sheila as well. Thank you for the invite. So yeah, we're firsthand witnesses to one of the most fascinating and dangerous chapters in real-time unfolding history of the United States. And of course, what we're dealing with here is uh, the globalists versus America and the globalists represented by communist China, as well as uh, Joe Biden and all of these uh, rhinos who are selling out right now versus Trump. Importantly, Trump has elements of the DOD on his side. Uh, he got rid of Mark Esper. He put Chris Miller in there recently. Trump has elements of the NSA on his side with rumors that they've got a tremendous amount of material phone calls, texts, financial transactions that show the uh, complicity 
of many of these traders, not just rigging the election, but running or accepting bribes from China. Trump also has, of course, the Constitution on his side. He's got a majority of Supreme Court justices on his side, and he's got some very powerful attorneys such as Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood. In addition to that, he's got the majority of the people and every militia group in America is on Trump's side. Plus, he, he's got the truth on his side, uh, given the fact that the vast majority of the American people voted for Trump. Trump actually won the popular vote. And I believe we're going to find that out soon. So what the left is trying to do here, of course, is not just gaslight America, but I believe, and this is something I haven't even discussed with Steve Quill yet, even though Steve and I talk quite a bit, I believe that the left understands that even if they lose this election, that they are maneuvering America into a situation they'd like even better which is Trump in the White House, portrayed by the media as a military dictator because he had to invoke the Insurrection Act at some point, you know, here in the near future. And then the left can launch their Bolshevik revolution attempt to uh, kinetically overthrow the country, destroy the Constitution, destroy the entire existence of the United States of America if they are successful. Whereas if Joe Biden wins this election, they can't really launch that. They can't get the left angry enough to physically attack the White House and bomb government buildings and run their suicide mission against this country. So never forget, there may be elements of the globalists, not the Democrats, but the globalists who actually want to see Trump win this. And in fact, Lynn Wood recently tweeted out that there's so much evidence of fraud, it looks like they wanted to be caught. Now, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's the globalists putting their input into the mix here to try to get the Democrats caught so that they can roll out their destruction of the entire country. That's kind of my overview. Steve, I'll hand it over to you then, but that's where I think we are. Well, I believe we're there too. And uh, again, Sheila, the factor of a civil war is in the context of what we had with the North and the South, but this is more than a civil war. This is a fight for the last bastion of freedom standing against the new world order. The Great Reset is why people are running out and getting toilet paper forgetting that they need more food than they need toilet paper is because of the amount of, let's just say this, cesspool contents being poured out by the mainstream press. They are absolutely trying to shove down a non-reality. When the press said, by the way, that we're going to determine the presidency, that should have been everybody's clue. That was the execution of the First Amendment. We do no longer have a freedom of speech. We don't. Now, just in the last 24 hours, Hal Turner's reporting that Adam Rahuba, I guess he's the head of Antifa, here's his threat. If you do not concede by Sunday, he said, gave this to the President of the United States, at noon, we will begin to block roads in conservative areas. Your supporters will not be able to go to work or the grocery store to feed their families. We are armed and will retaliate to attempts at vehicular manslaughter. Well, one of my concerns is I know what was put into place prior to even Trump coming into office in the last, uh, let's say, a couple of years by Obama's administration. First of all, voluminous amounts, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of weapons, meaning everything from AK-47s to RPGs, grenade launchers, heavy machine guns, belt fed, and even surface air missiles and man pads like Stinger missiles. The thing is, is that the plan is in motion to take down the United States in a full communist overthrow. What Mike was talking about, the Supreme Court, I was informed by people in the know that, you know, first of all, special ops did seize the server in Germany along with the federal police. They did get copies of over multi millions of pages of uh, transcripts 
Obviously, the Supreme Court justices can't read it all, but it's all surmised. They can recall or call up on the computer files how much money was transferred to both Democrats and Republican heavy hitters in the Senate and Congress by China. And if you notice today or maybe yesterday, I know you probably saw this, Gary, and, and Mike, too, 21, what, Republicans or Republicans came out and told Trump to concede. Remember, it was Hillary, the demon princess, in my opinion, who made the statement to Joe Biden under no circumstances concede. So just because we have a lying group of infidels, and now you're going to see, uh, you know, you guys, why I call it the MSM, the mainstream murderers. And also, you can see this, that when Twitter and Facebook took control of the narrative and even blocked the um, president's tweets and stuff. Now, I think he did some really dumb tweets, by the way. But now we have the left having open communications in any war, any war, command, control, and communications are the most critical functions to place your military, control your military, and direct your military. I submit to you guys, the conservatives... And the Republicans do not have that because they do not have control of that. The greatest alarm I can send to everybody is the left's command control and communication, which in military terms is called C3, the letter C to the third power, is in their hands. So this is really problematic. And if they take the Internet down... When the full-scale riots, shooting, assassinations, remember, too, the rumors were substantiated, weapons were confiscated, but Antifa is in the possession of suppressors, which are silencers. They're in possession of sniper rifles, and they're in possession of the lifts. Even De Niro, again, Robert De Niro said they're coming after Trump supporters. That's the same thing that Kamala Harris said. That's the same thing that pretty much has been the party line when they claim they have long memories. And you guys, in my opinion, this is what people used to give me a lot of crap over. This is all the assassination algorithms in play. And the last bastion of freedom is men and women who will stand up saying, not on my watch. And I think there's a lot of people that are holding their breath that things will get better. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the word normal's done forever. You'll never see it go back, no matter how good the political rhetoric, because we're at war. We are physically at war right now within the country and soon to be at war with other countries. And Gary, this is like, this is like Amerigeddon on steroids. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, you know, uh, both Mike and, and you referred to chaos. The globalists, the ruling elite, are the ones that are running the show. We don't run our country. Even Trump was held back from doing the things that, uh, that needed to be done. They benefit from chaos because out of chaos, they get to create order. The Hegelian dialectic, the Cloward-Piven strategy, they create the problem and then they, they're able to provide the solution and get the outcome they want. That's all their strategy. So I agree with Mike and you both that chaos is a better outcome for those that are, are truly in power and for their ultimate goals. You know, chaos allows the UN blue helmets to come in to, to restore order. And I don't know if you've ever walked around the UN. I did in Haiti. In Haiti, they brought cholera as a gift to Haiti by defecating in the rivers. Uh, they were raping children. Uh, they were selling children. And all under the nose of the authorities. These are not good people. And in fact, I think our greatest enemy are going to be the blue helmets because thanks to Obama, he made a provision, an illegal treaty with the UN that would allow the, the blue helmets to come in and restore order. So that's already been put in place and it's been there for several years. Chaos is the ultimate goal.
And I agree with Mike. They're probably going to get greater benefit of having Trump pull this off, but have to do some real serious things to maintain order so that Antifa and the Black Lives Matter can come into the streets and start killing people. You know, that kinetic level is going to be dramatically enhanced here very, very soon. You know, it's interesting, even with Biden apparently winning, according to the media, Antifa is still threatening. They're threatening disorder and chaos over the last few days even with their candidate theoretically coming to power. So we're about to enter a very violent time. You know, Sheila had asked a question uh, before the interview, what should we do? And I'll attempt to answer that. First of all, we have to stay fully aware. We have to pay attention. We have to, to read and understand, think critically about what's going on. Then number two, we have to share it with as many people as we possibly can. There's more of us than there are of them. And we've got to maintain that. And then third, you've got to personally take care of your own circumstances. As you guys have said, it's probably too late to, to do the prepping that needs to be done. But you need to be in a safe place. You need to have uh, provisions. You need to have resources to protect those provisions. You need to be trained to use them. And having personal responsibility as an individual to deal with this, the more of us that do that, the better we can stand against this thing. You know, this great reset. They intend to deal with the massive debt by repudiating debt, but in exchange for giving up uh, having to pay your house note, you give up to the property that you own. They're going to deal with private property. And as you know, under the Communist Manifesto, people are not allowed to own things. And of course, you're going to be able to live in your house as long as you comply. And one of those compliance issues that are in our face right now is the vaccine. And I don't know if you saw in the media today where Qantas, and I fly Qantas frequently because I have property in Australia, Qantas is now going to require that you have proof of vaccination before you can fly on an airline. This is so imminent right now. This vaccination, it's not going to be mandated initially, but it's going to be so punitive if you don't have it, it's going to be very difficult to function. Uh, it's going to start with airlines and, and travel. Then it's going to be uh, imposed in government jobs. It's going to be imposed on healthcare workers, just like the flu vaccine is right now. And then it's going to be uh, ultimately imposed on going to the grocery store. And then eventually they'll take the ultimate step to make it mandatory. And if you don't get it, then you'll be uh, incarcerated. And that's where the FEMA camps come in, which are all in place. We've all been talking about for years. So this series of events is upon us. And, you know, most people, because of their cognitive dissonance or their unwillingness to look at evidence that is threatening and not deny that evidence, no matter how clear it is, you know, that part of our human psychology is going to be a very dangerous thing because this is coming. There was a line out of one of the movies in, from New Zealand where he's talking to the king. He says, uh, we need to prepare for war. And the king says, I don't want war. And the hero says, well, whether you like it or not, war is coming. And that's the position that we're in right now. Let me throw this in real quick for Mike Adams, because Gary, what you said was so apropos, and nobody knows about being terminated more than Steve Quayle. Nobody knows about how to prep for the global reset more than Mike Adams. And you just mentioned the vaccine, and I'm going to share something that frightened me this year. I went to the National Religious Broadcasters, fellas, and I was shocked when Mike Huckabee got up on the last day of the, and I walked out of the room and I was the only person out of 3,700 people that stood up and thunderously applauded when they said the vaccines are coming. I almost puked in a barf bag, Steve, and you've talked about that over the years. 
This is frightening. I mean, humanity, Steve, Mike, and Gary are surrendering their freedom willingly for perceived safety. What a dystopic illusion. If this isn't depopulation on steroids, I don't know what is. Mike Adams weigh in, then Steve and Gary on the vaccine, the reset, and what people can do. It is, Sheila, it is global depopulation. And there are some very basic facts that people can keep in mind here. Uh, number one, the mRNA platform upon which these early vaccines are based is an experimental platform. There's not a vaccine that's ever been approved for use in humans by the FDA on this platform. There are so many unknown outcomes from this that could be catastrophic. This vaccine is it shouldn't even be called a vaccine. It's not really a vaccine. It contains no weakened pathogens whatsoever. Instead, it contains instructions, code, to overwrite your body's cells, to overwrite the proteins that they synthesize. And because of this, when there are errors in this, whether deliberate or inadvertent, these errors can turn your body into a weapon system against itself. And this is why the early experiments of this platform on animals produced catastrophic autoimmune explosions that killed many of the experimental animals. And this is also why I believe even the early results of Moderna in the United States, the high dose groups that received the second round of injections experienced a 100% side effect rate. This is also why we uncovered documents from the United Kingdom and its health compliance division that was putting out a contract to try to get a new artificial intelligence text analysis system, warning that there's no way they would be able to process all the reports of the anticipated side effects and injuries from vaccines once this vaccine is released. It's a public document. You know, we covered that. So they're panicking inside the government saying, we don't even know how we're going to keep up with the reports of people being injured with this. Yet publicly, the government says that oh, this vaccine is perfectly safe and effective. Now, when you combine that with the mandates that are coming, the forcing of this vaccine onto people and the punishments that you will endure if you refuse to take the vaccine, such as what Gary just said, you won't be able to fly internationally. And by the way, Qantas said they think every other airline will adopt the same rule soon too. And, and they're right. Every airline will have the same rule. You won't be able to go to a grocery store without proving that you've been vaccinated. They will have checkpoints. At the grocery store, you'll have to have proof. If China gets its way, you'll have to have a QR code on your mobile phone and you have to scan in. Now, that's not just a check-in, that's also contact tracing. That's tracking your whereabouts and also mapping who you were with in the grocery store so that if some other person in that same grocery store during the same hour that you were there is later diagnosed with COVID-19, usually with a false positive fake test that doesn't work, then they now have a database to come get you in your home because you were in the melon section at the same time that that person was buying celery. And now you might be infected, so they're gonna drag you out of your home and take you into a forced mandatory COVID quarantine camp. And this is happening already. These plans are being rolled out in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and it's coming to America. Uh, these kinds of plans have been really openly talked about. We also have other scientists warning that the infertility rate among women who take this mRNA vaccine is extremely high. And finally, a very important point is that this hijacks your body's protein synthesis system in a way that is not undoable, we'll say. There is no undo. Whereas in a normal vaccine, it's not self-replicating. So if you get injected with something toxic in a normal vaccine, eventually your body gets rid of it. In this vaccine, it's self-replicating. 
it's taking over your cells and their protein synthesis apparatus. It's basically re-engineering your cells. And according to some scientists who have looked at this very closely, many of these instructions, these are protein sequences in messenger RNA, these instructions are not of human origin. So then we get into the whole issue of transhumanism and are these vaccines making you something other than an expression of God, you know, a human being? That opens up a whole can of worms right there. But those are some of the highlights, Sheila, of why no sane person should allow themselves to be injected with these vaccines. And then we have xenogenesis, Steve, your comments, and then Gary. Well, we have xenogenesis adding a third strand of DNA. And I believe it's when people use the word alien, I believe it's literally from the extracted fallen angels offspring, which are the giants. And that's why all that stuff I've been writing about for 25 years is relevant. But I think one of the most important issues in this, you wanted me to talk about, I think, Sheila, the clergy response teams. Personally, they are the Pied Pipers of perdition. And, you know, I was meditating on this the other day, guys, and listen to Revelation 18, 3 through 5, because I've never seen this before in light of the vaccinations being promoted by the churches in order that they might meet and worship. We're talking about plagues, and we're talking about the plague of coronavirus. And thank you for putting it on the screen. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. That's talking about the false church. And the thing that's really critical here is the plagues that are associated. And Gary, seriously? It was like a ton of bricks, and sometimes it takes two ton of bricks to get my attention, and it got my attention. And what's interesting, Mike, you and I have talked about it, the surrender to the globalists already in what calls itself evangelical world. And by the way, I coined the term, Sheila, evangelifish, okay? Their once claimed Christianity, they've turned into jellyfish with no spine, and you know that's not being unkind, it's being true. And if people embrace the woke movement as Christians, they'll end up broke with the things of the Spirit of God. And I'm telling you this, that everybody is missing, in my opinion, a huge, huge statement from the Bible. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. When you're dealing with messenger RNA and you're dealing with the transmutation of the human genome, this is what really is dangerous, people, because I can't answer the question I'm going to ask Mike and Gary and you. The question I'm asked all the time, at what point does a person become so non-human that they're no longer redeemable? We know that the guillotines, and by the way, for your listeners, they may have not heard the number, there are 256,000 guillotines. I had a list given to me by somebody on the inside, state by state, city by city, FEMA camp by FEMA camp, and there's 25,600 ovens, crematorium. And the man that gave me the red, the blue, and the green list, a member of the EPA who was overseeing during the days of, you know, toxic waste, and they were supposedly having super fun site cleanups. He said, Steve, that was all a ruse to get all these incinerators placed and pre-placed in all of the, basically the death camps and the FEMA camps. By the way, you guys, it cost him his life. He was murdered. And he told me he was going to be murdered, but the guy loved Jesus. And basically he wanted the people of God to know this. Now, fast forward to where we are now, the whole situation you're seeing potentially in the next two to four weeks, 
explosions in major cities. I'm talking about literal explosions. I'm talking about the events that Antifa has planned because Gary, you brought it up and I'll turn it right over to you. But chaos is the order of the day because with chaos comes the Novus Ordo Seclorum. And that's what people are missing. This is all planned. And ladies and gentlemen, did you notice how it was just like a switch was turned on and bingo, you had the cities burning. And at the core of it all, our bodies, if we're Christians, are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And we do not have the authority, I believe, in God's word to pollute the temple to the point that we damn our own souls. And that's the thing that's really problematic to me. Because look, I'll make a statement on all preparation. Gary and Mike, feel free to address this. You only will be able to keep what you're willing to fight and if necessary, lay down your life for. Go ahead, Gary. The vaccine is to be avoided at all costs. The vaccine includes nanobots. And these nanobots will be circulating throughout your body. And they're programmable at 60 megahertz frequency, which is what 5G operates at. So if the code of DNA that goes into the cell, into the nucleus of the cell, and, and by the way, they deny that it goes into the nucleus of the cell, but it does that. And it's clearly been shown to need to do that so that it can reprogram the ribosomes to make the proteins that theoretically will fight the coronavirus. So even if that strand of DNA doesn't change our humanity, which I believe it does, by the way, the nanobots will have the ability to be programmed to influence who we are, what we do, the condition of our health, and so forth. You know, Satan counterfeits everything that Christ did. The Holy Spirit indwells in Christians, and this is a counterfeit that allows Satan to indwell in all the humans that will be programmable by forces that he controls. So there is certainly a spiritual element to this. What do you do to avoid the vaccine and to survive, and I say survive very loosely because the survival rate at this point is 99.7%. This is slightly worse than a bad flu season that we have here. There were a couple of studies that came out in the last few days that I want to point out. One of them was that they did a six-month study on people that had had the coronavirus and found that they indeed still had immunity, which was very good news. Another study that came out of uh, Egypt in the last day or so they looked at ivermectin versus hydroxychloroquine, and they gave them the zinc, and they didn't sabotage the hydroxychloroquine without the zinc, which they tended to do. It was a really good study. The ivermectin was amazingly effective. Of the studies, participants that were on ivermectin, zero deaths, very quick recuperation. On the hydroxychloroquine, it was also successful, but nearly as, as much as ivermectin. And by the way, I went to my doctor and got a regimen of ivermectin personally for me about a month ago. And it's a safe drug. It's considered one of the most important drugs that are out there. And uh, I would recommend everybody go get that. I went to Walgreens to fill the prescription in my town for ivermectin, which is simply an antiparasitic. I give it to my cattle and Walgreens would not fill my ivermectin prescription. That's how anti-health these people are. So you need to have that. You need to have it available. It's a very effective treatment. Another study that came out yesterday out of England was a study on using a steroid and a nebulizer. And again, tremendous outcome. The steroid that I wrote about in my article was budesonide. They give it to children. It's very safe. If you become symptomatic, you get a hold of that and the nebulizer. And in the study, they gave it to the individuals once a day for 14 days. 
and had uh, 100% positive outcome compared to the placebo group. So we've got really good therapeutics that are available. And the fact that big pharma and that government officials are preventing us from working with our doctors to choose safe, effective, and affordable therapeutics is proof that there is a conspiracy to bring on a vaccine untested that has incredible potential problems. And that if you understand it as well as Mike and Steve and I do, has the potential to change your human DNA. You know, when God brought the flood, the primary reason for the flood was the contamination of the DNA. The angels had been having sex with human women and contaminating the DNA. And the gene pool was so anti-human that God had to take the few remaining pure DNA humans and save them and, and eliminate the rest. This isn't the first time Satan has tried to contaminate human DNA to take away the people that have been created in the image of God. Because once you're no longer the image of God, are you savable? And that's the next question, I think. Yes. Just segueing from what Gary just said, I want to add something to the vaccine's emergency use status and why they've been attacking ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Because uh, under federal regulations that the FDA follows, the emergency use designation is only available to a vaccine or another therapeutic if it is demonstrated that there is no other available treatment that is recognized as being effective to halt the pandemic. In other words, when you look at why did the media attack hydroxychloroquine, but also the New England Journal of Medicine, the Lancet, and so on, the entire medical establishment, why did they attack it? because they had to be able to claim that there's no treatment available in order to push vaccines for emergency use designation. Now, this emergency use designation allows vaccine companies to skip much of the normal safety and efficacy testing requirements. So they're doing some very basic clinical trials, but they're not going through the far more rigorous large-scale trials that would normally be required for a vaccine to be approved, because that process typically takes between two and 10 years to accomplish. And of course, they can't allow that to take place. They need to kill people now. And they also need their billions now. And, you know, the depopulation effort is underway right now, along with the punitive lockdowns, the economic collapse, the engineered food shortages that are now underway, uh, and homelessness, destitution, desperation will spread across America over the winter and, and early 2021. So understand, this has been a coordinated conspiracy uh, among media, big tech. Remember that big tech has also censored anyone who said that hydroxychloroquine was effective. You're not allowed to say that because, again, it goes against their aim of getting this approved for emergency use. And then also the vaccine mandates stem from the same line of reasoning. They say, well, we have to require this because there's no other treatment, even though, of course, there are many other treatments, including zinc and vitamin D and antiviral herbs such as elderberry and many antivirals that are very very effective against this. So that's one conspiracy that's been taking place. But what it has in common with the global conspiracy to crush America is that it's all about genocide against humanity, taking away human freedom in order to corral people into areas where they can be easily killed. I'm sorry to say, I don't know if anybody is listening who has never heard this before. There's a lot of catching up to do perhaps with some listeners, but the globalists of the world, they're aim now is to mass murder billions of human beings. And this is how they accomplish that. 
to take away your, your freedom, take away your independence, take away your incomes, your small businesses, take away your elections, take away your constitutional rights, and then forcibly inject you like cattle with whatever they want that will either make you infertile or dead or some combination of both. Oh, and one last point to add here is that when people start dying from this vaccine, those deaths will be called COVID-19 deaths. And then those deaths will be touted by the media to say, oh my gosh, look, the death rate is going up because people are dying from the vaccines. And then that will be used to push, obviously, more vaccine mandates. So it is a self-reinforcing system of medical fraud and genocide that actually creates its own demand for more vaccines that are killing more and more people. And unless this is exposed, which is very difficult to do when they control all the, the online speech and they control all the media and they control all the regulators, unless this is exposed, this is 1984 on steroids here. They're just going to keep rolling out vaccines that cause people to die, say the deaths are caused by the disease that they claim the vaccine treats, even though the vaccine is causing the deaths. It's a massive genocidal scam, a for-profit scam for the drug companies and the globalists. Right. Very keen answer, Mike. And here's the deal. They're not going to just stop at one vaccine. You're going to get a plethora of boosters and follow-ups, updates. I mean, this is a cornucopia from the pits of hell until you're a chimera or dead or both. Steve, over to you. Then Gary, please. And I'm going to add to you guys this, uh, you know, excellent underlining of the real problem. This is the Deagle report. And, you know, Sheila, when I started bringing that out a number of years ago, people didn't understand the Deagle report. It's like a think tank, like the Rand Corporation. They've even gotten so much press by those of us who talked about it, that they came out with a really, really stupid, you know, we're just a private organization. Wrong. The Deagle report is run in the background by the three heads of the most important intelligence agencies in the world. And that's by somebody who's in that world told me that. The Deagle Report said by 2025, the U.S. population will be down to 100 million. People were trying to figure out, is that nuclear war? Is it biological war? Is it earth changes? Well, I think the obvious statement is, is that with a forced vaccination program that's being promoted, that they're talking about killing a lot of people because a lethal dose on this vaccine is going to astonish everyone. And instead of the circle of life and that nonsense, it's going to be the circle of death. It's going to be a continual reinforcing of the previous deaths to make a point that if you don't. So in essence, the people who are dying from the death are reinforcing of the people who are going to die from the vaccine, who are dying from the vaccine. And so this is why, you know, when people say, well, it's hopeless. No, it isn't. Psalm 91 says we need not to fear the terror that comes by night or the plague that comes by day. But active faith is different than acquiescence. And in my opinion, you guys, a comment on the Sheila too, because you said the national religious broadcasters, good life. That's like the Pharisees, Sadducees, wannabes, and never were these. Were them, <laughs> whatever, you know. So, so the thing is, is that, you know, and look, I'm sure I'm not going to be invited to speak at their next gathering if they ever have one. <laughs> but the Pied, the Pied Pipers of Perdition have now paved the way for treason and sedition. Go ahead, Yuri. You know, something I left out a while ago in your prep, you need to make sure that you know Jesus. That is our only hope. Not only does it assure our salvation, but it's the only peace that we can know during these times. And I believe any degree of protection, any degree of wisdom is going to come through the Holy Spirit. And we've got to cling to that. And anybody we care about, even those we don't care about, we've got to share that good news with them. And, you know, people tend to be teachable only when they suffer sufficiently. I think we had a reprieve with Trump. 
much like King Hezekiah had. Trump did some really great things. He was the most pro-life president we've ever had. I won't go through the list of things, but he was a baby Christian. One of my best friends is, is on his uh, spiritual advisor committee. So he doesn't tell me anything intimate, but his prayers with Trump. Interestingly enough, he's Pompeii's secretary of state. He's his prayer partner too. So I, I've had some really insightful conversations about the hearts of these, of these men. But I think this reprieve may very well be over. For Trump to pull this off, and Mike, I got this from one of your articles, he would have to end up arresting half the Democratic Party, all of the uh, tech leaders, the heads of ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, half the federal judges in the country. I mean, the list is enormous. Half the military, uh, the heads of the CIA, the FBI. And when you look back at what he failed to do, you know, we had this coup that was provable, probably the greatest crime in American political history. And Trump failed to bring anybody to justice on this whole thing. I'm not sure why perhaps they had something on him. Uh, if they don't have something on you, they create it. I think we're all hopeful that once he won this election, he would be unconstrained and then follow through with all these things. But to have done as little against the deep state up to this point that needed to be done. And now expecting him to do so much to make this happen is it discourages me in, in, in having any, any hope. And by the way, I, I want to clarify something. They, the powers that be, hijacked the term deep state right about the time Trump got elected. You know, you couldn't say those words without being called a conspiracy theorist. So what they did, because it was so obvious, was they redefined the term deep state to those people that were embedded in government and bureaucracy that uh, didn't go away after each election. But there's a difference between the deep state and the ruling elite. And we need to clarify that in our terms to be able to talk about this. There is a ruling world elite, the Committee of 300, the 60 families, uh, whatever you want to call them. And these globalists are Satanist. They're humanists who believe that the highest order is men. And when you believe you're the highest order, you have the ability to define your own truth. In fact, they redefine that. They call it relativism where us Christians believe in absolute truth. And so we're dealing with a global elite of evil humanists that have a plan that they were well in the making of making it happen. And we have to recognize that. The people in the deep state are useful idiots. The intellectuals in our colleges, in positions of authority or, or influence, are useful idiots. When this great reset happens and our government is overthrown, I don't believe it's going to be a communist government, interestingly. I believe it's going to be a fascist government. The difference is fascism is controlled by government and corporations. And when you look at the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which almost happened, thanks to Trump, it was almost the first thing he did was to, to get us out of that. That would have been a movement where corporations had authority through the TCP over sovereign states, including states like Texas. And so the ultimate government is going to be more of a fascist government ruled by corporations and their leaders in cahoots with politicians and government influence. And I think that's where we're headed more so than, than communism. Now, will we have the right to own property? Probably not, which is more in line with communism. You know, they're talking about this universal income, for example. And of course, once you accept the dole from the government, then you're dependent and accountable to the government 
and that brings in a vaccine again. So this movement that's happening, you can figure it out if you're well-read and you're thinking critically and you're not limited by cognitive dissonance. And, you know, I'm glad we're having this conversation. And those people that are listening, I, I know a lot of them are preaching to the choir, but we need to give them the words and the explanations and the facts so that they can educate people to know what's coming. I mentioned that, you know, most people are not teachable until they suffer sufficiently. Well, they're going to be prepared to learn because it's coming. And we need to somehow be able to communicate to them the truth so that they can make informed decisions to protect themselves, their families, their communities, and even their country. Wow. Well said, Gary. Mike, your thoughts? Okay. Just adding to that, I think it's also amazing how much Fox News has just lost viewership because people are, in fact, getting information from sources that the globalists do not control. It's quite remarkable, in fact, if you think about all the censorship, that so many alternative platforms and shows like this, Sheila, and and all the things that you work on, Gary, and Steve, and myself, and all the platforms, we do still reach a critical mass of people who are able to affect change in this world. And you look at the number of people who showed up at the Make America Great Again March in D.C., by some estimates, it was perhaps 800,000. That's enormous. And Trump sees that. Uh, Trump sees that support happening. And he knows that he is not alone, that we the people are with him. And I think this is critical because as I see it, Trump has two plans prepared right now for how to win. And what I call plan A is the court system plan. And and this is where Sidney Powell and Trump's legal team are filing initially civil lawsuits, but perhaps at some point criminal complaints, and they're working to overturn the fraudulent votes. Now, this is what's critical to understand, and Sidney Powell explained this, in civil court cases, she does not have to reach the threshold of proving beyond a reasonable doubt that her argument is the winning argument. She only needs to achieve what's called the preponderance of evidence, which is basically having the majority of the evidence in your favor. That's a very low threshold, and there's no question in my mind that she has achieved this, or she will achieve this, to any reasonable jurist on the Supreme Court or even in a district court. So if the rule of law is upheld in this country, there's no question in my mind, based on my understanding of the kind of person that Sidney Powell is and her intellect, her determination, and her professionalism, that she's not exaggerating, she's not lying, she's not making things up. She's got them. She's got overwhelming evidence. The courts must rule if they are constitutional. They must rule that a sufficient number of votes are fraudulent or are invalid, faked, counterfeited, whatever. That would give Trump the election, but that's only plan A. And of course that would require several swing states. But remember, by the way, just today in Arizona, they just found there was a 6,000 vote error that had given 6,000 votes to Biden instead of Trump. They just reversed those. Now the margin that Biden's so-called victory in Arizona is down to only 4,000 votes. Isn't it amazing how all these errors, initially they're always in favor of Biden. And then when they get overturned, it always goes back to Trump. So these investigations are continuing. The lawsuits are continuing. So we are going to find out with a a great sense of clarity very soon, within a matter of weeks here. And on that point, the December 14th deadline does not matter. The states submitting their votes in the Electoral College, that is not a deadline. In cases of fraud, courts, including the Supreme Court, can nullify entire elections. They could nullify this election on January 25th, by the way, and there is precedent for that. So there are no hard deadlines here. 
not December 6th or 8th or 14th or January 6th when Congress accepts the votes and not, not even January 20th, the inauguration. The very next day, the Supreme Court could overrule the election. That could absolutely happen retroactively, just so people know. But if we find out that the courts are not constitutional, then Trump realizes, and we realize at the same time, we no longer have a republic. And if we don't have a republic, then Trump invokes, I believe, Plan B. Plan B is the military option that Gary just alluded to. You do. You declare the Insurrection Act. You declare the 14th Amendment, Section 3. You invoke it. You declare this election was a result of a foreign interference cyber warfare attack against the United States of America. You roll out the evidence. They've got the servers from Frankfurt. You lay this out to the public, and then you wage the mass arrests of all the people that Gary just mentioned. Now, when that happens, if that happens, that's plan B, then of course, the global media and whatever media are still operating in the US are going to paint Trump as a military dictator, and they're going to launch the revolution attempt by the left, and will probably be facing invasion by UN troops at that point. So then we have another problem to deal with. But those are the two ways I see it of how Trump remains in office for a second term. And in both scenarios, America is in a bloody domestic warfare scenario. It's unavoidable at this point, as far as I can see. Yeah, I'll, I'll just jump in, Steve. Mike, you really articulate that clearly and well, and I don't disagree with anything you've said. I think the only thing that could fail is Trump gives up. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, and my point, I'm ready for justice and I'm ready to get our country back. And I pray to God that he's going to give us an additional reprieve so that that happens. And the violence is going to come either way. We know that. So I'd rather have a fighting chance with Trump in office, even if he's being called a dictator. You know, I just watched the series Bolivar from South America, and he freed all these countries from Spanish rule. And his payback was he had to take authority because there was so much corruption that they called him a dictator. It was the last thing he wanted to do. And I think it's the last thing Trump wants to do. But someone is going to have to maintain order in the midst of this chaos. And, you know, it's interesting. Trump is the one person that has the character, who he is. I mean, he thrives on adversity. And the harder you hit him, the harder he comes back. And I mean, I can't think of another person God could have put in this position at, at this moment in history to accomplish following through with plan A or plan B and dealing with, you know, the aftermath of the whole thing. So I am really hopeful that that, that is the outcome and I pray for it. But you know, when they're going to kill your grandchildren, they're going to destroy your life. And let's face it, these people will stop at nothing. And just look at the Clinton hit list. Does Trump have what, is, is he willing to face those consequences? And uh, it's going to take a lot of courage for him to be willing to do that. Steve? Well, I think too that it's really, really critical that we don't lose track of the fact that these hit lists, the assassination algorithms are already in play. And, you know, this is the disconnect, in my opinion, Sheila, and obviously Mike and Gary, you get it. But the average person, even though they're conservative and they're pro-Trump or they still like their freedoms, they don't understand the voracious, hellish appetite that's coming against them. Because, look, I believe the Deagle report is accurate. I believe based on the scriptures that we're seeing, we're going to see a great purge. But here's what I want people to understand. Nehemiah told his people, the followers of the living God, who had literally fled. They were terrified. They were fearful. But he said, fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight. 
And while we're building the kingdom of God, there's nothing against fighting. Unfortunately, we have accepted the lullaby of madness from what I call cold vomit preaching in the pulpit. Not me, by the way, and not you guys, but everybody who's a pulpit personality, none of us are, is that they want to be friends with the world. The word of God says friendship with the world is enmity with God. But Gary, you said it really good, and you said it really concisely. I want to make it just down in the street fighting mode. Here's the statement. Ladies and gentlemen, if they take your wife away, you'll never see her again. If they take you away from your wife and your children, they'll never see you again. If you knew what they were going to do for your children, you'd get so hot and you'd be praying, God, give me wisdom. Give me boldness as the lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. If you knew, women, what they were going to do to you. Because listen, the history of mankind apart from God is rape, pillage, and plunder. No offense. I think all of, uh, a lot of the talk show, and none of you guys, but there are people trying to affect, how should I say, change by kid gloves. Take the gloves off. I want everybody who listens to this program, Sheila, whenever you do it, and thank God you're not afraid to speak out. Obviously, you get in a lot of trouble, and sometimes I told you, you got it, and I gave Sheila this advice because it was given to me, Gary, believe it or not. God said, not all temporary problems demand permanent solutions. you got to see the whites of their eyes before you draw on them. But here's what I'm really hoping and praying, that God will speak to people tonight. The evil that is going to be perpetrated, you're a grandpa, Gary, I'm a grandpa, and we both enjoy our grandbabies. That's your legacy. And the thought that these monsters, what they've done when they butchered 100 million children, Ladies and gentlemen, the pedophiles, wasn't it Lynn Lee or whatever? Uh, the guy yeah, Elwood. Elwood. Okay. Yeah, he said that your minds are going to be blown when, you're, when you find out how much pedophilia and Satanism is in the longest standing White House. And I think he was referring to obviously everybody from the Bushes, the Clintons, and the Obamas. I really believe this. Christians have got to understand they're in a war whether they like it or not. It's a life and death war in the natural, but it's an eternal life war in eternity. And you need, I need, we need to basically have a baptism of reality, a baptism of truth, and also a baptism of boldness. Just because a bunch of spineless jellyfishians, okay, evangelifish, they go with the current. Anybody's ever been a scuba diver, watches jellyfish underwater, knows what I'm talking about. But even jellyfish have men of war, and they go around and stinging humans. And the bottom line is most Christians don't get it. They think if their friendship with the world, somehow they can sit in a prison camp. I actually had an email from a lady saying, well, I'm going to go in there and knit. As long as I got my granddaughter with me, I'll be okay. She has no idea what they'll do to the granddaughter in front of her. And then she has no idea what they're going to do with her. So now we've got absolute full manifestation of evil on earth, not fully manifesting all of their actions, but we are seeing the very thing that God warned us about. And look, I'm not kidding you. This shot back to the vaccines, and I came up with a statement. You've heard it. You guys have said it on both shows with you and Sheila. Shot in the arm, shot in the head. Either way, they've got you dead. Trump has stated he will not go for mandatory vaccines. But ladies and gentlemen, most people aren't prepared for dynamic entry of SWAT teams, flashbang grenades, and even helicopter gunships over with the guy in their bullhorn saying, come out with your hands up or we're going to torch your house. And I believe that the faith of Christians, biblical faith, functional faith, and the authority that Jesus gave us will give us the edge. Look, I'm not a Pollyanna, man. I'm cocked and locked, and I'm 69. 
but my grandchildren's lives. They're God's children. Everything that we have come to in our lives, you guys, if we have parents that are still alive, that's what we're fighting for. But more important, we're fighting for the F word, freedom. And how dare they tell you and I that we have to become a member of the global goo. And I say to the United Nations, literally, if I had a place in God where I could call fire down from heaven on them, I would. I do pray against them that way. Because again, ladies and gentlemen, they want you to eat insects. They really do. Or the new meat, you guys probably know this, they're touting a new meat made from your own human cells. And they say, well, it's not cannibalism. It's sure the blazes is. We've got the old statement coming true, can't resist. So eat your heart out has more meaning than it ever did uh, philosophically or metaphorically. Go ahead, Mike. So at, at this point, I'd like to add why I have hope for the outcome here. This is in addition to what Gary said, where obviously we have faith in God. We know who ultimately wins in, in the very big picture. But how do we win here in this time on this twisted planet? I've got to mention that the enemy that we are facing, both the deep state as well as the globalists, that enemy is capable of error. The enemy is capable of miscalculation. And we know that because Trump won in 2016. That was a huge oversight on their part, and they did not intend for that to happen. Now, when the enemy miscalculates our resolve, then we win. Or when they miscalculate the evidence that Trump has against them, we win. At least we win this, this battle. Now, even if Trump wins the election and maintains a second term in the United States, we then face a larger war with the rest of the world. And that's, that's a different conversation. But America is capable of achieving victory there as well for different reasons. But Trump can win this. And remember that the radical left, the deep state, and the globalists, they believe their own lies. And they tell each other that Trump is stupid. They tell each other that Trump can be easily defeated, that he's a buffoon. And when they believe that, then they are making a tragic mistake because Trump may come off to them as a buffoon. But believe me, you don't become a highly successful multi-billionaire real estate developer in New York City unless you can think many steps ahead and outmaneuver the mafia, the labor unions, the government regulators, the mayor, the governor, everybody else, the administrators, the supplies of steel and so on. Trump is a brilliant tactician. And I believe he has far more evidence than anyone who opposes him is willing to admit. And also, I believe that the American people have far more resolve and commitment than anybody on the left could have possibly imagined at this point. It's, to some extent, it's even surprised me. I, I actually thought that most of America would just blindly accept a Biden victory and that it would just be a few of us talking about this. And boy, I'm glad that we are not alone in this. I'm glad that there are millions of voices crying out. And, and I'm talking about Newt Gingrich, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, Ron Paul, veterans of the political establishment are speaking out and saying, yes, this was massive fraud. It's no longer a conspiracy theory or a fringe theory. We are committed to getting to the bottom of this. And I think that the opposition grossly miscalculated that. And that is their vulnerability. And that shows us our path to victory. That's well said. I had dinner with Ron Paul a couple of weeks ago after the election. And what an amazing man, 82 years old, sharp as a tack, fighting for what he's fought for all, all his life. You know, we need to be in prayer for Sidney Powell. This woman is my new hero, smart, courageous, fearless. And then Elle Wood coming out today and 
telling America about the pedophilia that's going on. Man, how courageous is that? That's right. Uh, I was amazed that he would bring that up. I mean, there's so many other things to talk about, but that's so important. And it's part of the conversation that you don't have in polite society, right? Which is one of the reasons it's uh, become so rampant out there. And I agree with you that it goes back to H.W. Bush White House and certainly the Clintons. I had had some experience with the remnants of their pedophilia in my work in Haiti, them trying to uh, bring children across the border into the Dominican Republic to rape. So I've seen that pretty close at hand. And uh, even though I personally know George W. Bush, there's a background there that I hate to admit. Uh, He is uh, his father's son. And of course, the Obama administration. And Sheila, I saw one of the articles where (laughs) you said something about Michelle looking like a woman. (laughs) (laughs) which probably got you into a lot of trouble out there. Well, real quick, I just, I said Big Mike looked like Chewbacca off of Star Wars, and yeah, I wasn't very popular. I got killed in a lot of the liberal media, so. (laughs) You know, my wife was friends with the comedian, Joan Rivers, and if you follow the Joan, Joan Rivers' death, you know, that clearly was a hit, because she had been speaking so openly about Michael rather than Michelle. But anyway, we've got to be in prayer for these uh, heroes that are standing up right now and fighting for our freedom. And uh, Sydney Powell's probably on the top of my prayer list right now. I could not agree more, Gary. And that's what I'm all about is spiritual warfare and prayer. And up on my website at SheilaZelinski.com, on the prayers page, I just put up a prayer for the election. There's a prayer for President Donald J. Trump. Sydney Powell is included in that. There's strategic prayers. Really, really well said, Gary. Steve, the mic is yours, and then you can throw it to Mike. Yeah, I think it's really critical that people understand the true nature of evil. So I'm praying, you guys, and I'll pray at the end of this broadcast, that God is going to unmask the total facade of who's calling. It's interesting. The people calling for us to be masked, and by the way, I call it the mask of the beast, which leads to the mark of the beast, which leads to the murder by the beast. It's astonishing to me the masks of civility and properness that they hide behind. I was given, and this is important for people to understand, I don't know the specifics. I ask not to know them. But ladies and gentlemen, there are over 300 Democrats, both senators and Congress people, or Congress critters, that receive huge money from the People's Republic of China. Interestingly enough, the rhinos without spinos that are declining Trumpo are also on the list. And the unmasking. See, I believe Gary and Sheila and Mike that God has a principle. He not only allows you to see the fruit of evil, but before he judges a nation, he reveals the root of evil. And that's one of the things I've tried to do on talk radio over 25 years is get people to understand when you see the fruit of evil, you have to dig deeper. And the deeper you dig, you find out the more corrupt the government is. I believe, you guys, that God himself is in this equation in a bigger way than most would probably give him credit for. I believe he's going to show America the true level of debauchery, of Satanism, of pedophilia, of murder for hire, of treason unimaginable, of treachery unbelievable. He's going to show us the true nature of our country. And I'm the guy that said for 25 years... This is really critical. The only way any of us get right with the Lord Jesus Christ is to repent. And when people say, well, what do I repent of? You repent of your apathy, your indifference. I'm talking now primarily to Christians. 
and you're nonchalant, not even caring about your fellow man, who's going to basically either have to face the most horrific times in history. And it's not just about dying. And this Jesus said, don't worry about him who can kill your body, but more so worry about him who can cast you into hell. And I think it's a life and death matter, not just in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm. And I'm really praying for my brothers and sisters that God will break the illusion and the delusion that so many who once claim Jesus have now been seduced by lying spirits. The evil spirits are now manifesting in such a way, and I call it outpicturing, you guys. Outpicturing is a simple term that means all that is inhabited someone internally is going to take form externally. Imagine uh, the first alien movie, which pretty much grossed everybody out, but the thing, the alien that was inside burst out of the guy's chest. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen, and it's going to be a confrontation in a spiritual realm, not in just a kind of the gray area. It's going to be a monstrous slap in the face. So if people can't deal with, quote, the political reality, the thing I'm concerned about is the spiritual reality when the unseen things of men's nightmares and dreams start to walk the street amongst all the people's screams. Jesus said men's hearts will fail them for looking after those things coming upon the earth. That's not a soliloquy by the Son of God. That's not a metaphor. Jesus meant what he said and said what he meant. And the problem is God's people are the ones that don't believe that Jesus said what he said and meant what he meant. And I want to make a last statement on the vaccine, because here's the most critical thing that people don't understand, in my opinion. The whole facade, the whole false narrative of the COVID-19. When you understand the CDC, it's not run by the federal government. They get grants from the federal government, but it's called the Center for Disease Creation. Most people are only aware of level one. It's almost as bad as Area 51. There's a whole lot of other levels below the CDC. You cannot have Dr. Fausti, and for those of you unfamiliar with Goethe, the German playwriter, Faust was a physician who sold his soul to the devil, Mephistopheles, and the devil comes to pay his dues. Nobody should expect that Fauci has an altruistic reason for wanting you to take the vaccines. He is in bed with the devil and the payoff is there. So I'm calling quite candidly, and I'm praying about this, that God is going to reveal all the shenanigans, the secret funding beyond what we know of, of Fausti. And I call him Fausti because again, I'm sorry, if that's offensive to everybody, and to me, that's gentle. If Fausti is going to run and give the Chinese specific strains of bioweapons, lie about it. And I'm telling you, the Wuhan virus was a bioweapon. And I'm telling everybody now, there are even situations where it had 48 slots in the original bioweapon. Imagine a locomotive being the broad sense and having 48 different freight cars. And in each one of those freight cars, are pathogens that react to specific genomes. Let's say a group of 48 will respond differently, but one of them is hemorrhagic. And Gary, you talked about that too. And the hemorrhagic is going to be, when you find out who patented the Ebola that's going to be used and has been used and inserted into what's called slot three and slot three of the Wuhan virus, notice how the Chinese have taken control of the narrative. Notice how they have turned it on it's not their fault, of course, but what I'm telling everybody is the hemorrhagic fever, what are called filoviruses, being inserted into the genome of the Wuhan virus, it's like you're going to get the third uh, door behind door number one, door number two is bad, but door number three is deadly. 
So this is what I'm asking the Christians to agree in prayer over around the world, that God is going to strip the mass. He's going to strip it naked that of all of these supposed, they're only after our uh, best interests. You know this, Gary, when those guys who are the Pfizer executives, they're dumping their stock as fast as they can without drawing too much attention. You really think they believe their uh, vaccine's going to be wonderful? The accelerated death, that's what I'm telling you, it fits in. This whole Deagle report, and if you haven't talked about it, Sheila, you need to, that Deagle report, the acceleration of the vaccine, the mandatory vaccine, the mutagenesis of the virus itself. So even if they have a vaccine, what slot will it work on? It's all about killing people. But guess what? They not only want to kill you, they want to make sure you buy their vaccine. It's kind of like charging the families for the execution. So I'm really believing you guys that we're going to see the unmasking, if you will, of the sheer nature of wickedness. And it's real simple. You follow the money. And when you follow the money, and the money leads to the CDC and to the Gates Foundation and to the Rockefeller Foundation, and you find out, everyone, guess what? This has been in the works a whole lot of time. So I love the word plandemic. I love the word scamdemic. But don't let that release you from your prayers. But I said from the beginning, I said the problem that bothers me is the average rate of death is in the 74 and a half year old range and above. That is what the Italians have just come out with in the last 24 hours. I said from the beginning, I said, if you understand how Hitler took over on the eugenics movement and how he got rid of the elderly first, then he got rid of the infirm first, and then he went after the Jews, the Christians also, the gypsies, everybody that wasn't good Aryan stock, I said, people think that the Nazis lost World War III. They didn't. They won it, 1947. And they came to an accommodation with the U.S. government, and they still run the world. And what was effective under Hitler's day will be more effective due to the technology of vaccines under our day. And we ain't seen nothing yet. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I just have a short comment, and I'll turn it over to Gary. But Maryland Governor Larry Hogan said today, quote, there is no constitutional right to walk around without a mask. And right there summarizes what they think of us, that they're going to treat us like cattle. But they themselves, they have their own private parties, private schools, private functions. They don't wear masks, but we have no constitutional right, they say. Yeah, there's going to be a backlash. It's going to be epic. It's coming. Get ready, everybody. Well, let me just throw this in here, Mike, because nobody is more passionate about vaccines. My mother, who was 52 years old at the time, was given a vaccine in 2009, a Tamiflu vaccine for the H1N1 virus. She became an instant quadriplegic on life support, has lived for over 10 years that way. I've watched it. They told us she actually should have been dead the first month. And then my brother was killed by Big Pharma, taking a pharmaceutical drug that was actually designed by the same people that made that vaccine. So no one is more staunch anti-vax stance. So I pay a price for that. My family has paid an incredible price. And this vaccine is your worst nightmare come true. So I am urging people... Do not get that vaccine. And it's not going to stop there. It is literally going to change. As the men mentioned with the nanotech, the biotech, it's going to change us into unsanctioned, non-redeemable chimeras. Let that sink in for a little bit. Over to you, Gary. By the way, Sheila, my, my grandson has autism. Oh. And uh, he's 16. In fact, he's here at my house right now. And I have a degree in health and nutrition. So I 
made myself an expert on vaccines uh, as, as a consequence of that. And as Mike said, they shouldn't even call this uh, a vaccine. It's, it's more of an information programming system, not a vaccine. Never been done before. When you realize that COVID was a bioweapon manufactured in the Wuhan lab, two tranches of funding uh, through Fauci, $3.5 million twice, I believe. The doctor in charge of the Wuhan lab, a Chinese doctor named Dr. Xi, was doing experiments on a bat virus to accomplish gain of function so that this bat virus would be uh, transmittable among humans. She published her studies in Nature Medicine magazine, there were three of them, and explained the progress that she made in taking this bat vaccine and making it uh, deadly to humans. It's all there. Anybody that wants to read these medical journals or look at the funding can understand that it, that it, it was a created bioweapon. It was forbidden in all other countries, which is why it was being done in, in communist China. Theoretically, they were developing uh, diseases so that they could then create a vaccine for it in case it happened in nature, which was nonsense. It was dangerous. They shut down Fort Detrick, Maryland in America because that sort of research is dangerous. And so we know it's a bioweapon. Now, I've gotten some information, inside information, that the next version uh, was going to, going to be spliced with Ebola. And the day after I got that inside information, I was watching the chief guy at the WHO. He's the uh, Ethiopian ex-communist radical that runs the WHO, I forget his name, giving a speech. And he just inadvertently said, this thing may mutate and one day even have Ebola. And I was astounded that he would say that, particularly after I'd heard it the day before from insider information. Now, why is this important? Well, if this has been made in a laboratory using this CRISPR genetic manipulation technology that they've been trying to work with for a while now, why won't they make another one? And I believe they will. I think the next version will be much more deadly. The death rate of Ebola is 90 to 95%, and it produces a hemorrhagic fever, and you literally bleed to death on the inside of your body. Not to bring really bad news, but uh, I believe there's going to be another version and it's going to be worse than anything because that does two things. It compels us to be afraid enough to take a vaccine. And, and number two, it's part of the depopulation effort that they really have been quite vocal about. We know Bill Gates was heavily involved in, in a vaccine that, that caused uh, young girls in Africa to not be able to carry a pregnancy. So there are some really ugly things that these evil SOBs have coming. And the more we can, uh, can make ourselves aware and think critically and share the information. And remember, I guess I'll leave it on this one thought. There's more of us than there are them. And we've got to always remember that. There's more of us than there are of them. And that with truth, which is on our side, and a God that loves us, and has assured us of protection uh, in that we might prosper. We really have hope, but uh, we have to exercise that hope. You know, I'm in the gym business, right? If you want muscles that function, you've got to use them. And if you don't use them, you lose them. Mike? All right. Wow. Well said, Gary. We do have to be part of the solution here individually. So my message to summarize this is that Everything that goes down here, no matter what scenario you, the listener, believe will happen, your risk of being harmed or killed by this is greatly alleviated 
with extreme preparedness. So it's a preparedness message from my part here. When domestic warfare breaks out, and I believe it will happen in almost any scenario that I can see, there will be regional power grid failures. There will be food supply delivery failures. This Antifa terrorist is right now threatening today to block conservative areas, block your access to gas stations and grocery stores. These threats are, are public threats. You will need to be able to live off the grid without electricity, without city water, without food, pharmacy, 911 services, or any of these things for an extended period of time in certain areas. Now, I believe the farther away you are from the cities, the safer you are. So one of the strategies is to get out of the way of this and then support Trump in other ways. Maybe you'll make a donation to Sidney Powell. I did today. I, I donated money to, to her directly. Maybe you'll post online and share videos or, or create memes that help spread important messages. But you can only do that when you're not starving, right? It's a very important message. When you are starving, then they can corral you into the things they want, which will kill you. So the food shortages are engineered, even the domestic warfare is engineered to drive people into desperation. And from that place, they can be controlled and force vaccinated. If you don't want to be treated like cattle, then don't set yourself up to have to surrender to the corral. <laughs> Makes sense? <laughs> so, Mike and I both rage cattle. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I've got cattle uh, all around me. And they're wonderful creatures, but not fully aware of what's planned for them. And sadly, that's true for most Americans. So that's my message. Be prepared. If you want to be able to fight, you need to not be starving and not be dead from a vaccine. Well said, Mike. Well said. Steve, last thoughts, and then I'm going to get you to pray. Well, here's the thing. My last thought is this. As we approach the darkest times in mankind's history, we also are approaching the time when the living God will fight for those who he calls his own. I pray for your viewers, listeners. I pray for Gary's protection, his family's protection, Mike's protection, his family's protection, because here's the thing. I believe there's a difference between active faith and passive acquiescence to basically dead orthodoxy. That manifests itself in the typical, what I call the epitome of stupid statements. Well, I just trust God. I said, do you go to a doctor? Well, yes. Why don't you just trust God in that? Do you have to go to a dentist? Did you break a tooth, have, need a crown? Well, yes. Why didn't you trust God in that? Well, that's different. Well, I think you said it. Unfortunately, we have to go through it in order to experience it. And that's where God shows himself strong in those whose lives are dedicated to him. Look, there are cases in the Bible, and I've said this, and I want to make this clear to everybody who is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, bought by his blood, absolutely redeemed by the love of God. There is no case in the Old or New Testament where God's people fighting against insurmountable odds ever lost if they kept their eyes on him. But they always lost when they took their eyes off him and thought they could fight it in their own strength. This is really an important issue because what's coming, this is a hard thing for people to understand. We can't outthink the devil. We can't out-technologically assault the devil. But when Jesus said he gives us power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, it's interesting. Serpents and scorpions are all around us, and they're absolutely trying to nip at our heels every day, and pretty soon they'll be among us, and the two-legged version will make the scorpion king look like Little League. If you look at the New World Order as Medusa, I want everybody to understand this. There was more to Medusa 
in Greek mythology than just a lady who had a real bad hair day. But Medusa, the snakes went everywhere. And when people looked on the snakes, they were turned to stone. And this is why it's important that people understand right now that our only hope is this. And I'm, I am the ultimate hands-on guy. When I was one of the guys that started the prep movement 35 years ago, it was a new movement. I mean, all it was was a return to the pioneer spirit. But people have gotten lazy. They expect to call 911. Ladies and gentlemen, during the times we're coming into that are now upon us, and I say we're at war. We're not fixing to go to war. We're not headed to war. We're at war. We've already surrendered the First Amendment. And Trump should have acted sooner, quicker. But you can't drain the swamp when you're producing an incubatorium for snakes, okay? And that's what Washington, D.C. is. So I'd like to close in prayer. And, and thank you, Sheila, for asking me to come on. What a joy, Gary, to be with you. And it's always a pleasure, Mike, to be with you. I'm telling you this. It is not any type of Miller time. It's not a time to party. It's a time to pray. It's a time to get closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. God says in his word, and I hang on this, call unto me, the living God. And he's saying this, and I will show you great and mighty things you know not of, because God's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Listen, these aren't just scriptures. These are absolute revelations from the heart of God. If we touch that power, if we say, God, help me to walk in your spirit, not in fear, not in defeat, and oh, well, I'm just going to go to the prison camps and knit. Are you kidding me? Or how about this one? If I take the mark of the beast to feed my family, will God forgive me? My answer is no. I said, he won't. And that, I said that to a mother. But I said, why not believe God to feed you and your child instead of surrender to the beast? I'm afraid, you guys, that the surrender mentality can only be overcome by, let's call them nominal Christians, through the ministry of phenomenal Christians. Phenomenal Christians isn't a Christian in their own strength, might, power, or ego. A phenomenal Christian is the phenomenon of God's power flowing through us. And we're the generation that basically had a form, had, past tense, a form of godliness, but denied the spirit thereof. The only time I believe Barack abomination of desolation ever spoke the truth when he said America is no longer a Christian nation. There are Christians in the nation, but I see, listen, there's a lady that wears a Glock. She just won a, a, you know, a, a seat in the house. I love that woman. If I had my way, every godly woman would be packing. They'd be packing not only Glocks, but they'd have MP5 suppressed. I'm not kidding. But the thing is, more important even than that is the thing that they need to understand. We need to understand. It's not by our own hands we will be delivered, but by the power of Almighty God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for this day. I believe it's pivotal in the history of those who will hear this broadcast, will act on this broadcast, and will put into motion, Lord, anything they've been hesitant on, on defending their family, providing for their families, and absolutely, Lord, calling unto you to give them wisdom and direction and guidance. Lord, your word says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I ask that you cover, Lord, literally, Gary, his family, Mike, his family, Sheila, her family, every family that's represented by everybody who will listen to the show. And Lord, I thank you for the family you've given me in my physical family, but the bigger family of God. Lord, I ask that you'll give dreams and visions in the night because you promised it in the book of Joel. I ask God that you fulfill the word in Daniel, that they that know their God shall be strong and do exploit. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for all the children damaged by vaccines of which my son 
is also one. I just rebuke the power of the needle. I rebuke the power of death. I rebuke death, hell, and the grave over your people, over your remnant. I lose the spirit of revelation and of power, direction, guidance, protection, provision, and placement, Lord, that people will be at the right place at the right time, that they'll never be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and that you'll hide us all in the secret place of the Most High God, which Psalm 91 is all about. As George Washington was shot at by the different people during the uh, Revolutionary War and even testimonies of, of Native Americans who were on the side of the British who said that they hit him and the balls of their muskets would bounce off him. I pray, Lord, that it will be by your great hand, your great mercy, and your love for your creation. And I pray for Sidney Powell's safety. I pray, Lord God, you'll surround her with angels, warring angels. That's not pie-in-the-sky talk. I pray, Lord God, you will literally protect the president's life. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you're going to show, Lord, just the amount of festering pus that is in the political piranhas on the Potomac of self-indulgence. That means all, A-L-L, all of an evil spirit that uh, populate the Democrats and the Republicans, Lord, and all the government appointees and the military, Lord. I believe you're gonna strip it all bare Lord, reveal, absolutely blow the lid off and show the American people what has really been the case, what destroyed this country, and it will bring about such a wailing of true repentance and that people will rise up in the power of your might and confront the evil that is now upon us in full manifestation. And God, I pray that the Pollyannas will have a baptism of reality in Jesus' name. And until we see Jesus, Lord, let this prayer stay in motion. I'm not even going to seal it. Let it be in motion because God, it has to stay in motion to have effect. And you said in your word that when your word is sent forth, it will not return void, but it will accomplish that for which you have sent it and purposed it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen and amen. And amen. really, I think Steve said it best. All the prepping in the world, folks, isn't going to prep you if you don't have Jesus. You got to get built up in your faith, your strength, your resolve, your fortitude. Yeah, get food, rice, beans, generators. Go see Mike for that. But whatever is going to happen, pray that you can be strong. Stay the course. My faith faileth not, it says in Luke 22. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the furnace and said, even if, this isn't a fear message, folks, but one of hope. Gary, Mike, Steve, thank you so much for coming on the program. Steve, very quickly, give out your information, how they can follow you. Gary, how they can get Amerigeddon, anything you want to say, one minute to tell the folks where they can plug into you guys. Well, I'm on uh, stevequayle.com, S-T-E-V-E-Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. I would encourage everybody to go to the gen6.com website and download Video On Demand, our last conference that uh, was called Final Warning, Brace for Impact. Mike was one of the key speakers, and as usual, he laid it out in such bottom line logic and just an amazing job. Thank you so much, Mike. That 10 speakers who gave it their all, and I asked them, Sheila, what would you say if this were the last chance? The same thing you said at the beginning of this show, an interview with us. So gen6.com, I encourage everybody to order the final conference DVDs because when I said it's final warning, there's not a final warning addendum. That is it. And it was just an amazing conference. People said they've been listening to the DVDs, you know, five and six times over and they get something new every time. So again, I would encourage people to go to gensix.com. You can stream it video on demand and it stays up. You can stream it as much as you want. But for those of you in country, I would encourage you to buy the DVDs because again, 
we know the internet is going to go down. And again, what a treat. Thank you for inviting me to be on with Gary. And thank you for inviting me to be on with Mike. All right. Yes, thank you. Uh, you can catch my work at naturalnews.com. It's where my main articles are. I'm the founder of the free speech video platform, brighteon.com. And we've got tens of thousands of users there posting all the free speech videos that are banned everywhere else. And that's spelled bright, B-R-I-G-H-T. E-O-N, brighteon.com. And then finally, we have a new alternative for Twitter and Facebook called brighteon.social. And we have about 20,000 users there, almost all patriots, great discussions. And you can join me there and posting every evening. Thank you all. To get an Amerigeddon DVD, go to Mike's website or Steve's, and I will be sending them cases of them, donating to their, uh, to their ministries. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Steve. And thank you, Mike. Folks, that was Steve Quayle, Gary Haven, and Mike Adams, the information is linked below. I've also linked below a show I did recently called Demon Tech, which is part two to my dismantling the spirits behind coronavirus. You can find that in the link below and make sure you jump on over there to SheilaZelinsky.com. Go to the prayer page. You will find some very powerful prayers for these times. And if you don't have a copy of Power Prayers, Warfare That Works, it is an incredibly powerful arsenal, so many powerful testimonies. It really is a game changer, and I do hope you get it. And earlier, Mike alluded to Brighteon. My link to Brighteon is below in the description. You can also find the link to the podcast. I am banned off of YouTube, Instagram, and it's only a matter of time before Fascist Book and the Twits at Twitter are going to ban me too. So you can also find me at Parlor, where I post a lot of the shows. and. You can also help me fight back against big tech by becoming one of my patrons as I'm on Patreon, where you can get exclusive content. And we've got some amazing perks coming on the horizon that include fireside chats with Sheila and special guests that is not available to the general public and so many more perks. So please do become one of my patrons on Patreon, which who knows how much longer I'll be on Patreon, and I don't imagine I'm going to get picked up on Christian television anytime soon. Gee, I think you know why. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast today. We'll see you real soon. Good night, and God bless you.